Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? It's going pretty darn good, actually. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I've got some allergies. Oh no. oh, no, it's fine. That's the time. I think I'm That's a little swollen. Um, mm, I, I you used to think. be a little swollen. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, my weight stays mostly the same, but it shifts. And I yeah, don't I love around. that. Goes from your ears to your toes, right? Yep, 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 yep. And uh, where is yeah. it right now? Where's your weight right now? Oh man. Well, John, just I don't want to get into it. I, to start with, I have a short rise, as you know. Yes, I do know. That. And when you're a man with a short rise, you know the world's out to get you with all these comedy pants sizes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I mentioned to you. I tried doing hanging sp- down, right? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging. Yes, yes. I, there's been yeah. a shift. And uh, I'm getting kind of that uh, bifurcated gut thing, oh, you know. Oof, oof. I'm still, uh, you know, uh, what am I right now? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I think I'm about. I haven't weighed recently because we have a box on the scale right now. One fifty-five. No, no. Well, no. That's kind of my. That's my normal low. I'd yeah. say I'm. I'm one sixty-eight right now, which I, okay. I can live with. Yeah, you know? sure. That's a fine weight. Sure. Yeah, I sent a photo to John Syracuse of me in high school. When my um my Levi's size was twenty nine thirty two. Oh, oh let me send it to insane. you. It was very slender. Yeah, I'd like to see that. You know, okay. my Levi's haven't been. I haven't had a twenty nine inch waist since sixth grade, fifth grade, maybe. Oh, what, now when would when would uh, when was it that Sears would have called you husky? Was that a little earlier? No, that started later. No, I was a I was a trim, trim little sporto until fifth grade. I went to live with my dad. Oh. Yeah, my dad just kept bowls of M and M's lying around them. But he didn't house. know how to make your eggs the way you wanted. No, but he did no. have hand snacks. Yeah, and he liked, you know, dad liked desserts, and he didn't understand nutrition. <laughs> and he and I, I went from, yeah, from being a kid. You know, my mom and my sister and I would uh, share a single box of Kraft dinner, as the Canadians say. Yeah, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, and then uh, my dad would just give me the whole box of macaroni and cheese, and that was the beginning of the husky phase that lasted until this day. John, I don't want to be uh, ahistorical, but could that also be in an archway? Archway, I think, is a cookie. In, in mm-hmm. a rather archway, uh, would that also be the beginning of always always cook all the bacon? Mm, uh, no, I, mean, I, think I don't think can. I invented that, but I, I have inhabited that. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Here's the thing, John. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to talk about, I, are, is, this, are we, is this awkward and triggery? Are we talking about disordered eating, which is very difficult no, to no, say? No, 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 say, no, it, no. say disordered eating, say it. I can't, I can't say it. Say it. No, I don't want to say disordered it. Eating. Disordered eating. Disordered eating. No. But I feel like, and I go through this with my, uh, my, my, uh, my daughter's mother, because she's a saver, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she makes an amount of food that she thinks a normal person would make. And so I'm, I'm, I, listen, I'm not going to cast an aspersion, but I'm just going to use I statements. If I have okay. a pound of bacon or whatever that, that, a pack, a rasher of bacon. Okay, rasher. Just to cover for our new listeners, welcome. Love. Um, and uh, so, so the thing is, you got, let's, let's call it a pound just for fun. Pound, right? pound of bacon. Yep, none dare call it treason. You got, you a, got a pound of milk, uh, yep, uh, a, a stick uh, of butter. A stick of butter. Yeah. <laughs> telephone, telephone. <laughs> Where's my bell? Oh. I think I'm a little swollen. <clears throat> um, but the, the point of the story is that, okay, here's the thing. What, what are you going to do? You're going to save two strips of uncooked bacon? 
When you no. when are you gonna well, say oh, unless you're my daughter's uh, mother slash partner? Yeah. Oh, she'll put, oh no she'll no put no. Two, she'll put two slices of uncooked bacon back in the. Oh, John Roderick. <laughs> Oh, I'll I'll, oh. I'll see your your your, so your daughter's rich. mother and raise you a daughter's mother. Uh, how about you 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 uh, save four cents of food and you put that in a twenty cent bag, and now Here, you're you're paying rent to store <laughs> garbage. Here's one. Do you have anybody in your household that will leave between eighteen and twenty five spaghettis in a scabetti no, bag? No, in a scabetti uh, basket. Because yeah. they're just they're tithing it, I guess, to the to the yeah. ghosts. Yeah, you saved that for Elijah. That's Elijah's biscuit. I can't dry scabetti. Yep, 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 yep. Get the bitter herbs, make a pesto. But no, that John, from your mouth to you know Yahweh's ear, it's mm-hmm. madness. Why would you? And and then okay, but like oh god, it's so early and I'm swollen. There's so many angles in which this makes zero sense. And, mm. and here's what I'm here's what I'm going to encourage amongst our listeners. And this is the second time I think I've ever addressed our listeners. I apologize. Yeah. But ask yourself, ask yourself, for what is this being saved? What is this in service oh. of? Oh, what is it in service of? Oh, you know what? Tomorrow I'm thinking I, I might wake up and I'll want like half of a of a cooked chicken thigh. Mm-hmm. Either eat it or don't eat it. There is no try. Well, you know, I I feel like the cooking is the that's the hard part. The cooking is the hard part. The, the cooking buying, is the hard part. Yeah, the buying isn't the hard part. The mm. uh the you know, the owning the food isn't the hard part. And the eating isn't the hard part. It's the cooking that's the hard part. So mm-hmm. I feel like once I'm cooking, once I'm in there, I've got my chef's hat oh, on. Oh, you're in, at I've this got, point, John, you're, if I may say, you're in a cooking mode. There I am. I got my Mickey Mouse gloves on. Yes. I've got, you know, I've got... Oh, the white, I, the white ones with the black seams on the back? Yeah, that's right. Okay. I, I turned my radio to the, uh, you know, to the oldie station. I got my spatula in one hand, my oh, other I, spatula dun, dun, in the other hand. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. My friends, what do you say about Squarespace? I mean, it's Squarespace. You can do it all. So many things. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home on the web. You can showcase your work. You could uh, publish a blog or put up other kinds of content. You know, uh, the galleries are beautiful. All kinds of things you can do with uh, with images. Of course, you can sell products and services of all kinds right on your very own site. You could promote your physical or online business. You can even announce an upcoming event or special project. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have uh, powerful e-commerce functionality to sell whatever you want to sell right online right on your site. You get the ability to customize the look and feel of your site, the settings, the products, all of that, some clicks, some drags. Bob's your uncle. You got yourself a Squarespace. Of course, everything is uh, optimized for mobile right out of the box. It looks great on every device or dingus. And they're offering a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They uh, offer analytics that help you uh, grow in real time, built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever, and if you ever find yourself in a jam, don't worry about it. They have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. As I like to say on here, you know, because it really is germane, uh, I, I've been using Squarespace forever, and you're using Squarespace right now, you know, as a, as a listener of Roderick on the Line, because uh, Squarespace is where we have hosted that podcast and uh, always will. They really are the best. So right now, please go uh, check out squarespace.com slash supertrain. 
and get a free trial. And uh, and when you're ready to launch, you can use our offer code SUPERTRAIN, and that will save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, they've been such good friends to the show. Squarespace.com slash SuperTrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick Online and all the great shows. That's right. I'm, I'm Ed, uh, You're jamming Edward some in the mood. You got, Mickey, you got Mickey Mouse gloves on. You're apparently then, Ernest Borgnine in Escape from New York. I got my hat. I got my spatulas. Yep. Yep. And then it's like, all right, bring out all the food that needs to get cooked. Let's cook it all. Let's cook yeah. it all at once. Get the get the food cooked. Cook it all at once. And then you've got all the then you've got and the thing is, cooked food is easy to deal with. You put it into the little the little snap tight thing. You put it in the fridge. You put it in the freezer. John, you love leftovers. I love them. You know, lately. Because I'm splitting my time now between between uh, between two and six houses. Okay. Uh, there's food all the time. Everybody's making food. Nobody eats all the food. I've I've encouraged everybody to make all the food, but no one eats all the food. So there's always some extra food. Too much to throw away. Too little for anybody to pick it for themselves. You know, if we were good at portion control, we would look at these little bits, these little containers with, you know, like you're saying, one chicken thigh. Mm-hmm. We would go, oh, that's a perfect snack. But nobody thinks that way. We're always like, ah, that's not a perfect snack. A perfect snack is three times that big. But then I do the thing. And I, I used to do this at my own house. But now I'm responsible for, for multiple households where I come, I open the fridge, I take out all the little containers all the little half a chicken thigh some rice over here yes taco meat you've got a little bit of pad let's just point out john all foods that were never intended for anything in particular especially they were never intended by design that's not like thanksgiving those are not necessarily a traditionally complimentary uh, 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 those are not the, 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 those materiel are not were never designed to be eaten together. But you're going in there, and it's like a public library, but with food. Here's the just latest. Grabbing a bunch of good books. Yeah, here's the latest innovation. Okay. If you can't, if you can't explicitly tell me that for 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 a reason that you will elucidate that that particular small ramekin of food does not belong in chili mm-hmm. i will put it in chili every, you've said it before john every country well let's be honest every culture has a goulash every Sometimes culture that, has a goulash. Right, isn't that, is that how you put it john i don't want to misstate that but i feel like you've said you got your chilies right you got your stews that this this is a this is a rustic connection to our to our neolithic past is that mm-hmm. that making it a whole bunch of stuff and there's no re, there's no there's no fucking reason that not that everything can't be a chili Except where forbidden specifically by regional laws and codicils, anything can be a chili. If you chop up pad thai mm-hmm. oh. fine enough, it goes in chili. Whoa. As long as the pad thai is not the majority of the chili, as long as there's a big thing of chili. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people have one of those Le Creuset pots because it's kind of like, do you remember when everybody wanted one of those? Mm-hmm. It's the official uh, wedding gift. Yeah, exactly. Or the, or the blender that where the, it sits with the rotating, the blender rotates mm-hmm. itself. The blender rotates itself. The blender you know rotates the itself. The one, talking about like a Vitamix all, type situation? Yeah, no, no, no. The ones that are colored, it's a wedding present. Well, the oh. colored blender with the, with the, the, the stainless steel bowl. You say blenders of color now. Oh, I see. 
you know what I'm. Mm. I do. You know I do. I, the, I do. But you're not talking about. Are you talking about like a food processor? It's a like, mix master of some kind. Mix master, blender, right? Colors. Uh-huh. Uh What? Uh, so all of those things. You got those things sitting around. Yes. Um, and um, and the and the uh, Le Creuset pot is one of those where oh god, you want one. Mm-hmm. You get it for a wedding. You want one in your house. They're such beautiful things. It makes you feel like you're a French mom, a French uh, but, mom, or maybe a, um, or maybe you're participating in the GI Bill. Like it, maybe it's maybe it's 1950, you know, and you set up a house in Levittown near John Santacusa's family, mm-hmm. and uh, you're white, and you want something like you know, it's got that look, it's got that luxe sort of uh, you know uh, googly sort of look. It's the Kitchen Aid, is what I was thinking of the, oh. the mix mix master, the Kitchen Aid. Uh, artisan series five quart tilt head stand mixer in blue velvet. Oh, I see damn. it right here. But there's also the professional 600 six quart bowl lift stand mixer in blue velvet. They both are beautiful. Our, our mutual friend Leslie Harpold, who was always so yeah. exceedingly generous, a le- yeah. legit RIP, still, still miss her every day. Yes. Um, Leslie Harpold, when, when my lady and I got married, she got us not only a really nice wedding present, but I, I suspect in some ways. She was always giving gifts I feel in some way she could ill afford. Like, she spent too much on nice things. She mm-hmm. got us a stand mixer for, for our wedding. Oh, that's beautiful. We eloped, John. We got married at City Hall, and she still gave us a stand mixer that we used. To, every time we make a cookie, we think of your friend Eric. No, we think of Leslie Harpold. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Those that's are nice, nice, but you know, a lot of that stuff doesn't get used. There's some stuff in, from a wedding-type gifting situation. What you're telling me is this is a time where you're you're basically, what are you, I don't know if you're Rommel or Patton, you're somebody, mm. and you're calling upon all of the resources. Maybe you're Ike. Maybe you're the Ike of the kitchen. You're get, marshalling all the resources and getting ready to land on a beach. But the problem is that a lot of those things, a lot of the things like a KitchenAid Artisan Series 5-Quart Tilt uh, Professional 600 Mixer, mm-hmm. Or a Le Creuset, uh, like, like Coco Vin uh, pot. Okay. There are other things that you can have do. You know, like, basically, you could throw everything in a one pot, and it's done in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But the Le Creuset, I have to say, <laughs> is a very good for, uh, you, you make some beef, make yeah. a pound of beef. Talking about put, ground beef? Like a thawed so, ground beef? Yeah. Those, mm-hmm. you, you throw some ground beef, you make it, you make it in there. Then you so put you gotta, in you gotta like a You got a ground, ground beef slurry ground started. Beef. Yeah, you put a little onion in there probably with mm-hmm. peppers. And then you throw in a can of uh, vegetarian chili because you, you don't want to eat their meat because, mm-hmm. you know, their meat came out of a tube. You, you, oh, you yeah. got your good meat here. Put in the vegetarian <laughs> that, chili. A cow, a cow is just out. <laughs> this is the greatest hits. A cow is <laughs> just, just out in the field. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then then you start going through the refrigerator. You go, oh, yep, what's yep, this yep, in yep. here? Okay, in the chili. All right, oh, so Terminator heard the heads up display. You start scanning, <laughs> scanning. Uh, fuck you, know, you asshole. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Pad Thai. In the chili. And uh, the other day I was making, and I was this was extremely successful, and I had never tried this before. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Refried beans right in the chili. Stirs Refine. right up. You don't even notice. See, that's gone. one of those ones where, on the face of it, a lot of people are going to reject that out of hand. I'm telling you, you talk about something that's going to blend nice. Woof. It's gone. It's gone, and it's a it's a nice. It's a lot of flavor too. A lot of flavor. Lot of flavor. The beans just turn into mm-hmm. uh, you know. They're, well, there's already beans in the chili. It's just more beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's invisible beans. That's what it is. It's invisible beans. It's sh- 
and then other kinds of rice. And then I found a thing of basmati rice. Mm-hmm. Right Love in the chili. That's our whatever standard the, rice. Yeah. yeah whatever oh, yeah, absolutely. But I would put that in later. You don't want to get it too smoosh. Oh, no, you want it smoosh because everything's going to smoosh. It's You're saying it's going to, when it absorbs uh, some, some of the bean and meat and onion slurry. And by the way, beef and onion, those are friends that, you know, they haven't met yet. You put those two together, you got a buddy comedy. That's yeah, beef that's, and onion together, maybe a little bit of garlic. It goes a long way. Nice. And then everybody else is along for the ride. They're they're in those flat pickup truck style boats with Tom Hanks and the and the flap goes down and then they're running onto the beach toward the machine gun nest. Oh, and then you look over and the guy's face is blown off. Oh, no. oh I hate that so much. What are those big things on the, the tank things? Check check stars? What are those called? What are those giant asterisks on the beach? What are those called? Oh, they're tank stoppers. Tank stopper. Okay. Good old tank stopper. I thought there was a cute name like Czech Bulldogs or something. Yeah, Czech Bulldogs. That's what they call them. Okay. It says Sorry. right on them. It's yep, copyright. Yep, 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 yep. Except it was in German. A lot Czech, of people feel like that that represents Slovak erasure, as with the quote unquote Czech New Wave. But I'm just mm. saying, you know, there's not going to be tanks coming out of the water, but there's going to be the face thing really upsets me, John. Everybody's wearing their little poncho. You know, that yeah. scene is still very upsetting. Do you ever want yeah, to go back and watch upsetting. that? I mean, it's, that's uh, the thing. It's still in the, uh, it's, it's, uh, that movie's still right up there. Right it's in the so, totally right up there. What else did you have in there, John? Watched, when you're the first movie we watched for, uh, for the Friendly Fire podcast, the long, now, well, now yeah. RIP. Uh, talking about well, RIPs. She's talking about RIPs. The, 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 what I understand you're saying here is you go into it. Your 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 Veltenschong is a notion of a new chili. Or a, you a, tell me you you prove to me that this doesn't belong in chili or it's going in the. Chili. Oh, you get well, no objection uh, from me. Uh, you know, a uh, chicken Captain. thigh, a lonely chicken thigh. In peel, the chili. peel it off, put it in. But you, you're Chop just going to say you're not going in there. You don't have an idea in mind of what the chili will be. You you don't go to chili with the ingredients you would prefer. It's whatever's in there. It's a bit regular yeah. Rumsfeld situation. Macaroni and cheese you just made a chili man I, I just wrote this down i have a macaroni and cheese anecdote that is exactly up this alley yeah, yeah. okay okay so you're All going right. up the chili alley so anyway then you put hmm. cheese on top of it and it's been cooking all afternoon shit i dog. made a mistake i made a i made a category error yep. the other day okay i put hot italian sausage in the chili which might have not been bad except the hot italian sausage Somebody had made it a long time ago and put it in the fridge and it got pushed to the back. Oh. So the hot Italian sausage had been sitting in the back until it took on a more mm. uh, a texture that was just a little bit stiffer than A, hot Italian sausage should ever be, Ugh. and B, uh, than anything else in the chili. So, you so, got, you, so in, in our um, armed forces analogy, this probably should have been a 4F. You should have caught this earlier. Well, that or it should have been a special force, right? It, oh, I, mean, oh, I see. You, you, get, you get transferred over to a different section with different materiel and mission, let's be honest. I don't believe that this hot Italian sausage was bad, whatever no. that word means. No, no, but no. But I no. think if you had made... So, so, so Hannah Arendt calls it the banality of uh, hot sausage. Yeah, it's the banality of hot sausage. It it it, would, it wasn't bad. I didn't have to scrape any mold off of it. No, it's not a cheese. I think I think if I had chopped it up one more time and put it in a scabetti sauce, yes. <laughs> you wouldn't have noticed it. Nope. But in the chili, it, it did read as a foreign object. All right. Yeah. Uh, everything else in there, and I have to say it was a kitchen sink. It was it was perfect. It all blended beautifully. And and you know, for, it was it was the nations of the world basically. Oh, you're saying it's like Epcot for your mouth. Now, that's something mainly for you, uh, right? That's not something you would like serve uh, would to your daughter's mother's daughter. No, I would not serve it and anyone that knew how it was made would not want it. It's like laws. But I believe 
that the children are our future, and mm-hmm. I believe that I can eat a anything, and yes. b that I can enjoy anything. Because what is it really? Food. You know, there's all these people who are like, I don't like this, I don't like that. And it's like, what is it really? What is it really? What are you six? Come on. Come you on. can eat it. I can eat it. It's all. It's just. What is it? It's spices. How many spices are there? A million. Yeah. But they all go together, right? Except for olives. Oh, olives are, are you also potatoes. Well, you can put a potato. You don't want to. You can put a potato in things. You would not put a secret potato in your own uh, goulash, though, would you? Oh, it's yeah. for you. I don't know. I would do that. I'll eat your. I'll eat your. I'll eat your potatoes. I'll eat your uh, hmm. patatas fritas. Really? Because yeah, because once it's in the chili, huh? Boom! You can cut up French fries and put it in there. It's That's all just very. Turn into that is a. That is a very progressive approach, given what I know about your comportment regarding potatoes. I'm surprised you would do that to yourself. I the one, so, potatoes and potatoes are different. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Potatoes are tomatoes. Is it is it like a like a sweet potato versus yam type situation? Like one one's African or something? No, no, no. I will eat. So there's a restaurant in town here that makes a good pot roast. It's rare to find a a, a diner that'll make a pot roast, mm-hmm. and it comes every time with mashed potatoes, and I eat them. Mm-hmm. And the reason I eat them is they have gravy on them, and what I'm really eating oh, is the gravy. God. Okay. And the potatoes, the right. potatoes are just <clears throat> like a gravy support. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a gravy delivery device. A lot of my food is a device for either delivery of a sauce or salt. But and that's we've talked about this a lot. But but a lot of people eat potatoes or 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 uh, panados. Yeah, panados. <laughs> a lot of them will eat them as a buttery a butter delivery device. But oh, I got like a new potatoes. You get a dish and that. it's got potatoes with butter and maybe some uh, Italian parsley. I won't eat them as a grease delivery device or a salt delivery device. I don't mm-hmm. need them. Okay. I don't need them because I have other things to do that work mm-hmm. in the form of noodles. Oh, you taught me about noodles. Yeah. I, 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 don't look, I won't look back at this point. Noodles, gravy, noodles are my I'll, go-to for all, all my protein-heavy dishes at this point. I'll put anything on noodles. I'll put chili on noodles. I'll put of course you will. noodles happily. But if, you, if, you, if it comes to the table and it's already gravy on mashed potatoes, I will eat it. That's the one instance where I will eat potatoes. Except I was on a ferry boat the other day, hmm. and someone, someone had a half a bag of potato chips, and then it was a third of a bag, and then it was a quarter of a bag, and I was just sitting there. And there were no chips for me, you know. Where are my chips? There are no chips for me. Hmm. And and everyone had devoured this bag of potato chips, and I was sitting there, kind of staring out the window, looking for an orca, just trying to, just trying to like salve my wound and i said give me that bag and i ate some bottom of the bag potato chip fragments mm-hmm. and i had to say like yeah you know a couple like a couple a few of them it's not so bad it's not i so don't know bad. man e- eating those after you've eaten full-size chips is one thing but eating just just uh potato nubbins i don't know yeah it, that seems kind of unsatisfying how would you you handled it okay the thing it wasn't actually a ferry boat oh See my my is this OPSEC? My, my daughter no, I don't think so. Okay. My daughter is at camp. And this is the first time she's ever gone to sleepaway camp. And <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And sleepaway camp is on the very northern 
tip of an island in the San Juan Islands uh, archipelago in northwestern Washington, very close to Canada. You can see Canada from there. And uh, getting her there is increasingly getting to the San Juan Islands is very difficult because it depends on the Washington State Ferry System. And the Washington State Ferry System is overtaxed right now. It's You know, the Washington State Ferry System is the largest ferry system in the United States. I just watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy uh, last week, in, which takes place in Seattle, Washington. And, yeah. and there was a terrible, terrible accident involving a ferry. So I'm, now I'm really nervous about this. You know, there one time many years ago, this is in the 1980s, there, mm-hmm. was, a, uh, there was a rock concert, a punk rock concert oh. uh, of the band The Accused. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the accused were a wonderful, uh, wonderful Seattle band. And the accused played a, they played a rock concert, I think over in Bremerton. And after the show, there was a riot on one of the ferry boats, bringing the punk rock crowd back to Seattle. Well, it sounds like and an episode it, of Quincy. It's like it, it's basically it's it was it's, it's known as the Kitsap County Ferry Riot of, ni- of nineteen eighty whatever, and uh, and it's oh and GBH also was on the bill. I saw GBH with Agnostic Front in nineteen hundred eighty six. See now that would have been right about this same time. GBH and the Accused playing scared some- the of all the oh punk rock God. shows I went to. That was the scariest punk rock show I've ever been to. I know they were very scary. You know the a deeply cows- deeply violent fan base. The cows scared me pretty badly at a show, and it wasn't even That's that. such a cute name, though. It was. They were cute. It was not that they were exactly so scary as that they scared me. Mm-hmm. Scared me. You know, because I was right up on the wall, and, and they were doing their rock show, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's something. None of us are safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't mean just the people in this show. None of us are safe, man. Like society, especially. But uh, but the ferries, the ferry. It used to be that this was a sleepy little region. You take your little ferry boat, you put your car on the ferry boat, you take it over to the county, you drive around, you live in a little hut. Who cared, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Simpler times. Nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, uh, the ferry boats are all. Uh, you know, the line to get on the ferry is like seven hours long. You got to have a reservation. It costs all this money. The idea of getting a reservation on a Washington State ferry. You know, the the day. The day I left the hospital as an mm-hmm. infant child, the yeah. day, whenever that was, after 1968. They kept me, 1968, after they kept me in quarantine for a week, like they used to do with babies, hmm. we, we drove immediately to the ferry dock. And the, the first thing I ever did that wasn't just be born did mm-hmm. and, and get in a car was get on a Washington State ferry. Oh, and we it's in lived, your blood. It is. We lived in a house that overlooked the Kingston Ferry Terminal. So for the first three years of my life, the comings and goings of the Washington State Ferry were the – they, they set the clock of my life. The, 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 the ferry horn would go off and I would, and I would wake up from my nap. The ferry horn would go off and it would be time for my snack. You know, it was – and the ferries used to – they had different uh, – you know, one long, two short type of things to indicate what they were doing before radar. So, so you could tell what the ferry was. Oh, doing that's the that's the boat's way of saying taking it off, boss. That's right. Here I come. Here I go. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I knew what they all were, and we would all, you know, that's cool. Ferry's coming. Me. Uh, 
Um, yeah, and, and there are pictures of me kind of, you know, all those pictures that you have of yourself when you're a little kid. And there's always some ferry in the background because we our house was on a cliff and the ferry terminal was just right there. It was just like what we looked at. But but now getting our daughter to camp mm-hmm. required all this insanity, this ferry boat insanity. One of the problems is that the ferries go across Puget Sound and they all go east-west. There are no there, there's only one north-south ferry. And it goes to Victoria, Canada, and nobody's using that right now. Well, there's the one. There's the one from there. Yeah, they all go to Victoria. Okay. Nobody wants. Nobody's. You're not even it's too, allowed. Too to. hot up there. Well, it's nobody just goes a, anymore. It's just Canada. You know, they won't well, let you. Oh, okay, all right. You, you look at it. You I go, like oh, British Columbia. It's right there. Yeah, you, we could just we could go up there. Shoes are cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that very famous uh, Canadian cuisine. All the wonderful Canadian food, like. I had a First Nations meal in uh, Vancouver. Oh, you did? Yeah. At one point, our, our, uh, our waitress, uh, a line that's become okay. canonical, our waitress said to me, said to my wife and me, we're sitting on the floor in this like lodge type situation. Mm-hmm. And she goes, um, and I said, well, what's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, what are all these drawings? She says, oh, the, that's the raven. I said, oh, cool. She goes, the raven is a trickster. Oh, dear. And I still think about that a lot. <laughs> the it's the only raven. time I've ever been eating anywhere in the continental America is that someone is uh, way trying to said to me the raven is a trickster. The raven is a trickster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to get her to camp, right? And so it turns not out, Canada. They're not Canada, but very close. You can see it from there. Hmm. And um, and you know, and there's there are some other parents that are like, well, we we got blah blah blah. Or maybe we should coordinate, but the camp is like, no, because of COVID, we're not allowing anyone to coordinate anything. Oh, jeez. And eventually, it boils down to. <clears throat> Uh, the 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 only ferry reservation from Anacortes to Orcas Island that is still available is at seven in the morning. How long does it take you to get to the uh, the the? I, I didn't catch all those those wonderful names. To, for yes. you to get to where you have to be to um uh, uh to push off for the trip how long is the trip from where you are exclusive of getting ready getting in the car put your shoes on how long does it take you from the time you leave the driveway to you get to where you're about to walk on the boat oh you have hit the nail on the head merlin because it is an hour and a half from here to anacorda as the raven flies as the raven flies and that's accounting for some traffic around sure right and so there's no way that we're getting up at five in the morning to take our sweet natured little child up to this ferry terminal and so we start thinking, because we're resourceful people. Oh, maybe you we get a hotel thinking, room or something? Well, there's a lot of that talk. There's a <laughs> lot of, who do you know that has a place on blankety blank? Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of islands up there, and we know a lot of people. There was There's Doe Bay. I, I called Joe at Doe Bay. I was like, what if I came up there? And he was like, we're all sold out. I could probably figure out a way to get you a cabin if you wanted to come for a week and do an artist's residency. And I was like, ah, that's, that's a lot. lot. Of, that's a lot of work to get a kid to camp. It's a lot of work yeah, to get a regular old ladies small <laughs> fly type to, situation. If I wanted to do an artist residency, I think I would arrange it in a different way than like, yeah. hey, have you got a place for us to crash? And also, you'll have to play at this shopping center. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a there's a guy uh, like a friend, <clears throat> a guy who is a listener 
who is also like a uh, like a rich person who has a very large house on San Juan Island. He said, "Hey, you can use my house anytime." Hmm. But it was one of those like, "Did Matt Howie get a second house?" No, this is hmm. one of those though. It's like it's like somebody who said, "Well, you know, all you need to do is just call my helicopter pilot and 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 just pick which wing of the house you want to stay in." But it felt mm-hmm. like too much. It felt like that's calling in too much, or you know, like yeah, one, no, I understand. I understand. That's yeah. a it's a. Now it's turning into a whole thing. It's too, too much of a thing. And so I started to say, well, look, all these islands out here, they've all got all these people on them. You know, Oprah bought a house out on them. That's how the nice The devil you there's say. A, there's an Oprah house out there. There's an island that's owned by the Hemingway family. Like the, the San Juan Islands are one of the nicest places in America. Don't tell anybody. Okay. I'm, gonna, I won't, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna look it up, but I won't tell anybody. San, San Juan Islands? San Juan Islands. I know a rich and, guy in Washington. He lives, he lives, he's a real rich guy and tells yeah, everybody so. And sure. he lives in, uh, oh, damn it. It's an, what's another famous rich guy island up there? What's well, it? there's, there's Mercer Island. There's uh, Bainbridge Island. There's Vashon Island. Damn it. There's Whidbey Island. There's I'll find it. I'll find Orcas it. Orcas Island. There's. Oh my God. This San, looks like Iceland or something, John. This is, is beautiful. Crazy. San Juan really, Islands. It's so beautiful. And, and you know, and there, there are whales and there are. They have these wonderful spot prawns that are about the size of, you know, a spot prawn from that water way is the size of a chihuahua. They're so big and they're very delicious. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a chihuahua sized prawn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you might say that the, that the chihuahua is prawn sized given how big those. No, no, I understand. It's the, the reflexive quality of, um, that's really upsetting. I would not want to run into it. I've seen that when I watch my uh, YouTube videos at night to wind down and I watch, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, Asian street food uh, videos. Sometimes you'll see some, I would say I've seen some prawns that are almost kitten sized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These prawns... They, they have faces with expressions, basically. They're, they're basically... Yeah, it's, they're bigger than a crawdad. They're, they're, they're essentially like a small lobster. Mm. A fisherman can make a living just catching five of them a year. Okay. Spot prawn. So, spot prawn. Okay. So I'm thinking, look, the Washington State Fair... Gig Harbor. The rich guy lives in Gig Harbor. Oh, see? Gig Harbor. Is it's that nice, rich? That's pretty rich, right? It's, an, it's a nice, rich neighborhood. <clears throat> it's down by Tacoma, which we don't think of as the nice, rich town, but... It's the rich part of Tacoma. Is Tacoma um, Seattle's Oakland? Yeah, that's exactly okay. right. And, and, and they will consequently be just as angry about me saying that as somebody will understandably be angry about me saying that about Oakland. By I which I mean, if Oakland was anywhere else except next to fucking San Francisco, everybody go, this is the most boss city ever. Tacoma is a, is a killer little town, but it was always much more of a timber town. Mm. Seattle had a lot of, a lot of other things going on. Tacoma was like warehouser factory town kind of thing. Got it. Okay. And, um, it didn't, I took you a long way from Chile, didn't I? Well, no, we're fine. All right. Tacoma is, has a, has a wonderful port. And when Seattle, when the port of Seattle was being all fussy and full of itself, the port of Tacoma was like, Hey, you know what? We're just right down here. We're just a few miles south, and we're not fussy at all. We'll take all your container. Real down right. to earth as ports go. And the ships that had come from freaking China, who had that'd been on the ocean for a month and a half, to them, the extra 40 minutes to get to Tacoma was a negligible. You know, they just put, they just put the, the transmission in neutral, and the boats kept going. And so all of a sudden, the port of Tacoma was just schooling the port of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And the port of Seattle couldn't believe it. They were like, Tacoma? Hmm. Tacoma? But by then, it was too late. 
And, and now, <laughs> New York you know, City. Ten to New York. Ten years. Uh, ten years ago. Twelve uh, years ago. You uh, could go down to Tacoma. You could buy a fifteen-room mansion with a ballroom and a water slide oh, for two hundred fifty thousand. I would love that. I would. Yeah. I would. I think I would buy it for the water slide, but I would really use it for the ballroom. For the ballroom, right? Nobody, you a ballroom can be so. It's not just don't 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 always associate with Bobby Kennedy. There's a lot of things you could do in a ballroom. You sure you could throw a ball. You could have a ball, but boy, mm. just think if you needed to like uh, like collate. A mailing or something. Wouldn't it be nice to have a ballroom? With a just really put big table. Tables? That yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But you could also have a roller skating party. I would, I I would totally bikes. do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Break now you can't contest. do that. Yeah. Everybody's figured it out. Tacoma's mm-hmm. just another one of these places that everybody's figured out, and now houses are expensive. I wonder if that's a there. thing sort of like with San Francisco and like what happened with Tahoe during uh, like a ton of people were like, oh, shit, that's right. I do have a job I can do from anywhere. Maybe I'll just go buy all the houses in Lake Tahoe. You know, this is, yep. this is, John, you taught us so much about geography and what it has to do with the industry, culture, and society. You know, people are going to go somewhere that has a more welcome harbor, you know? Yeah, that's right. A it's more the co- welcome to, Tacoma-ing of, uh, of the, the Pacific Northwest, really. I just asked my mom um, uh, earlier, what ferry boat do you think we rode on when I came home from the hospital? And she just sent me a text that said um, that uh, the lineup – of ferries that were in action at the time were the Nisqually, the Klahani, Jesus the Christ. San Mateo. I just swear to God, uh, you live in a Richard Hugo poem. You have the best names for everything. The Colokan and the Leshi. And mom said, I remember all these ferries, but I bet you it was the Nisqually. That's the one that I came home on from being born did. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'm talking to... Uh, uh, my daughter's mother slash partner, mm-hmm. and she is saying, "Well, you know, we're not, we're not going to be able to get up there, and we're going to have to do this, that." And I was like, "Listen, I know the Pacific Northwest. Let me just lay it out here for did you." Did she? Did she? I'm just curious, though, in terms of intentionality and, if you like, velocity. Did your daughter's um, mother partner come into this with a certain implicit velocity for what she would prefer? Yes. Now she is. She, I think, was employing parental anxiety as a method of figuring out a way to get me to find her a vacation home where she could stay for a week. You know, this is one of the things, this is one of the defining characteristics of our relationship mm-hmm. is that I provide access to things. And so I become fairly superfluous after I have secured access to a thing. Like after I've I gotten see. her backstage passes to a concert, mm-hmm. she doesn't care if I go or not. Oh, after I see. I've found her house on San Juan Island, she doesn't care if I'm there or not. You're almost, you're almost like a concierge. I'm a little bit of a concierge. And so she was trying to work me to see exactly how deep my uh, role She wants to pivot was. this into an event not just like a thing you have to just pass through. It'd be nice to pivot to 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 nano vacation. And I've got other things to do right now besides sit in a in a borrowed house on San Juan Island looking out at the at the whales. Like this is right. This is, this is hot time for me to be uh, hanging up uh, hanging up streamers or I don't know what I'm doing. But it's no no no. Well, off. you have to service your Patreon for one thing. You Thank you God. have an audience that is is hanging on your next thing, and you can't do that if you're up there in 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 Snohomish Bo- Bo- Boma mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. like on the Snohomish island. Boma. You can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be harder to post. I bet you got slow Wi-Fi. You're going to get partial uploads, but you, you know, would, I, you would I, get good good new photos for the Insta. 
You're absolutely, well, I'm not on Insta. You're not on the Insta. You're wow. absolutely right, though, that I don't quite feel like I deserve a vacation. What have I done to deserve a vacation? I, I feel you know? the same way. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot for me to, yeah, and yet, and yet, and yet, and yet yeah. I am compelled to go places against well, the will. I'm, 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 I'm basically, it's a forced vacation. It's the same with me, but yeah. I can, you know, I stand athwart vacation yelling stop. <sighs> yeah. And so what I, what I, <laughs> what I realized was the, the, um, the economy of the Northwest and in particular Puget Sound until very recently, until the addition of all these billions of dollars was largely a, um, like an aluminum motorcraft economy. There are so many, so many people out on Puget Sound with a, a 150 Evan Rude going on with some aluminum flat bottom. 150 kind of boat. on the small side. Well, no, not it depends on how big your boat is. 150 will get oh. you going if you're in just some little. That's a, like, that's a good point. And so all these people, the spot prawn fishermen and the whale watchers and the you know and all these hee haws. It's basically, it's basically like having a motorbike. <clears throat> and there's hmm. there there are families up in these places that have been running these little mosquito fleet boats for ten generations, and there are just as many, maybe not just as many, but all these guys that have uh, that have pilots licenses and they have one seventy, you know, one seventy twos or one eighties that they're just putt putt putting around. All these people will. Get you where you're going in the San Juan Islands for seventy dollars. I guarantee it. Now this is me talking to the to to my daughter's mother partner. Mm-hmm. Like to get to where to get to from where we are to where we need to go is just a matter of opening the phone book. Fi- first of all, finding a phone book. Oh, that's Second true. Of all, opening it. You're saying this is more along the long lines. This is not like a destination vacation. We're talking more about it's like a commodity here. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's the you know what? It's the getting there. That's mm. the fun part. This is the adventure. The adventure is not, it's not even the camp, but it's certainly not me sitting cool in my heels in some vacation home. Okay. It is, let's, let us treat this as though we are from here. And rather than line up in a ferry terminal with a bunch of, uh, with a bunch of snorks, mm-hmm. let's, um, let's figure this out as though we're not, uh, we're not noobs. One of the one of the key key components, as you say, one of the key components of a successful adventure like this, whether you're talking about going to a Disney property or or Snohomish Island or whatever, is that the planning ahead is a huge part. Because everything you you experience, what I like to call compression, that's compression in price, it's compression in time. If you do that ahead of time, remotely and and in your repose, you get a lot more interesting and uh, desirable options than, than trying to like, like, like jam it all up, making, a, making a, a payphone call from the road. You're smart to think ahead is what I'm saying. And what we, what we discovered with absolutely zero effort, or, or rather 2% effort, mm-hmm. um, is that while there were people like signing up for these 7 a.m. ferry boat rides, because, oh, oh, because the thing is the reservations for the ferries it's one of these things where it's like they go on sale at seven in the morning, two weeks from the sailing date. 
That and that's the, I think that's still how they do it with Alcatraz. First come, first serve. But you should yeah. have been first come two weeks ago. And that's it. It's it, the, it goes live at 7 a.m. and by 7:05, it's like Bruce Springsteen tickets or whatever. By 7:05, every single desirable slot has been grabbed up by whoever the monsters are that are up at seven. It's like Southwest Airlines tickets. <clears throat> Ugh, hard pass. And so I said, you know, uh, listen, that's not how we do. Because Mm-mm-mm. come on. And we find this guy with a, you know, we find this. And it's not a guy. It's just like a little guide company that will take you out and look for orcas. And we're like, hey, how much to go up to, you know, to Camp Whatchamacallit up yep. at the top of this? And they're like, uh, 60 bucks? Hmm. And you know, it's $70 to wa- ride the Washington State Ferry now. Mm. Wow. So we drive up there, and instead of going right at the ferry terminal to wait in line with all of the, you know, just like a thousand cars piled up, we go left, and there's a guy with a, like a, you know, it's not an open boat. It's got a, it's got a cabin. It's, it, could probably, it could probably carry 10 people. And he's like, let's go. And cast hmm. off and he's like Bruh! and the whole and we go up we're weaving in between these tiny little islands he's like over there you'll see that place was this and that and over here this little harbor and if you look up there you can just see the you know that type of thing mm-hmm. and we're standing out on the deck with the wind in our hair it's a beautiful day and he drives us right up on the beach at the camp oh wow what and, uh, and all the campers are like that must have looked so cool. <laughs> so cool. All the buses are coming in. There's well, I think a, better you know, would be if you water skied in and like <laughs> right. just kicked or, off your skis and took off your scuba suit and you had a James Bond tuxedo under it. It was basically parachuting naked into a World Series game. That's very cool. And the and the counselors who are all resolutely positive young people. Mm-hmm. They were you know, we kind of walk up and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Like, where mm-hmm. did you come from type of thing? And, uh, like I was, we, we walked on, on the beach and there, and at first they were like, how did parents get this far down into the camp? And I'm like, well, we came from the beach mm-hmm. and they and they, instead of going like, that's not allowed. They were all like, whoa, got to cool. keep an eye on, got to keep an eye on this one. That's right. So we, we dropped her off with the people, everybody, you know, they were all like high five. And then we get back on the landing craft and the guy was like, we got to go around north of the island because I, I told some campers I was going to pick them up. And then we went up around the top of the island and stopped on some little, like tiny little island where this couple had put pitched their tent for the weekend. And we, we landing craft on that beach and they're like, hey, that was great. Thanks. And I realized, oh, this is actually, it's not just, this isn't an innovation. This is a universe. You can, the people, there are all these people that are like signing up to go truck camping in some campground where you're right next door to a, a, a Winnebago where they're playing, uh, you know, you know Freedom reggae rock. music, Freedom okay. Rock. And instead, you can go have this guy for $70 take you up and put it's a you different, on it's a real different state of, a different state of mind. I think I understand what you're saying now about the getting there. And yeah. this is more like, I don't know, for some reason, I think of Jaws and Amity Island and you got the little, like the inconvenience of like, this won't run all the time can be really countered by, by your boy with his Evan Rude, who will water ski right up to wherever you want to go without regard to, you know, whether you slept in a tin can the night before. He'll take you, he's, it's, it's basically, it's a camp taxi life, sort of. 
camp taxi life is exactly right. Like, how have I not been this entire time? Changes the way you think. Like, this guy should be on my speed dial. Absolutely. Like, hey, what are we doing this weekend? Where, what, where know, other, what other places do you go? Let me just keep this, put this in the Rolodex. Yeah, it's an, we drive up there, we get in the thing, and it's like, uh, I mean, you could, you could literally say to this guy, take us somewhere cool. Oh, goes, like oh, when you go to a <clears throat> when you go to like a Chinese restaurant and you just say I want something spicy with seafood, like like a spot yeah. prawn. I love this idea. This guy's a problem solver, John. Well, the whole thing is it's it's like problem <clears throat> solved mm-hmm. because the San Juans have felt more and more like oh god, getting up there is such pain in the neck. Yeah. Ah, I don't want us to get stuck in traffic. I don't want to deal with it. Let's just like let's just forget it exists. Did your but daughter's then, mother feel? Uh, that she, she did not get the experience for which she had hoped, or did, did she realize the, the glory of the uh, of, of the camp water taxi? There is nothing that would. I mean, I'm not going to with a with a simple water taxi party. <clears throat> I'm not going to mm. like paper over the idea that I could have found. Yeah, you kind of walked straight past what she implied that she wanted. But what I did, you know, it's a little bit of a Jedi mind trick, but what mm-hmm. I did was was then introduce the new idea, oh, you know what? Hmm. Like up here, this is like this is this undiscovered paradise. We could be up here all the time. Think about oh, that. Oh, I love minute. that. I love this idea. So oh. now start planning what you're gonna put in the cooler. You're doing for, a you're doing a dry run for a future trip. That's right, a dry run. Well, not that dry, because you are, you know. Water it's a wet run. run. It's we, a wet, a wet yeah, run. Yeah, it's a full wet run. Mm-hmm. So, how'd your? I, I'm sorry to keep. I, I, you know, I'm, I like to speak for the audience, even though I don't address them. How did your? Um, how did your um, daughter's mother's daughter feel about uh, the the little the little packet trip? Did she, well, she was she cool with it? Did she so feel like maybe she, was she was she self conscious because she's getting to that age where you don't want to be seen doing something anything that other people haven't already doing and are doing? What's interesting about her life, of course, as as is probably true of. You know, any kid that kind of grows up in unconventional circumstances. At this point, just go easy. Go <laughs> easy. We don't want to revisit the January project. No, did, but Did you make she, her swim to the shore, John? Well, what <laughs> she does not, for a long time, I, and I think I talked about this, you know, she was in yeah. multiple parades every summer until by the age of six or seven, she felt, I mean, she actually asked me, you know, when's our next parade? Uh, oh. And she... And she she only thought of parades as things that you are in. Like you are always riding in the back of a car. When she waving. says, where's my parade? She means where's the parade in which I will participate. Right. Because, because she was a young kid during the time that I was on the music council. I was, I oh, was of course. running for office. You were uh, King I Neptune, if King memory Neptune. serves. Yes. So every summer, and you know, King Neptune was in five different parades. The, the, yeah. uh, the, the, when I ran for office, we were in every parade in the city, you know, like yep. seven parades. And she always- Heavy's the head that wears the Neptune. That's right. Mm-hmm. And she either walked with, well, she started every parade on foot and she ended every parade on my shoulders. Yep. Uh, so she was very used to waving and throwing candy out to kids. Like that was her position. And she did not think there was anything unusual about it because that was her life. But the first time she watched a parade and wasn't in it, it was, she wasn't, um, she, it, she didn't have trouble understanding it, but it was a, it was a new experience. She'd been to mm-hmm. 40 parades, but she'd never sat and watched one. 
And, uh, you know, watching a parade has its own advantages because the things go by, you know, when you're in a parade. But if you only ever, that, that's so unusual. You don't encounter that many people. And I'm not, I'm not judging. I think it's super interesting. You don't meet that many people who have been in way more parades than they've ever seen, especially at a tender age. Right, right. By the age of eight, uh, she had only She's, she's had more parades than most kids have had hot meals. That's right. I said that to her the other day, and she said, you know what? I've had a lot of hot meals. Well, thanks to your dad. And I was like, well, that's exactly right. Shit, and dog. And she's like, you know, you, you think you're going to beat me at this? Been, I'm the chili meister. <laughs> you have not been in more airplanes than I've had hot meals. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you're kind of right. You ever thrown, mean, have you ever thrown flaming paper off a moving train? Have you ever <laughs> ridden proudly on the prow of the train throwing firecrackers? Not yet. Not yet she hasn't. Mm -hmm. But so Keep arriving by boat at her camp... <clears throat> <laughs> it absolutely comports with her experience as the daughter of I who see. makes things like that yeah, sure, sure, happen sure. more easily than it might seem. And so she's not yet like, Dad, can I just ride the bus? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but what she did do when we brought her to uh, to her camp, which was Camp Chinook, mm -hmm. uh, the camp, the she sat down in a circle with all the other. Uh, the, the the other girls that were going to be in her cabin and she'd kind of run ahead and I came kind of tromping along and I was like, is this Camp Chinook? Is this the Chinook cabin? You know, just as my dad would have done. Hello! <laughs> counselor, literally. <laughs> are any of you of voting age? <laughs> no, you can't say it now. They are counselors. <laughs> and she, she like fixed me in her gaze <clears throat> yeah. and she made a like sweep sweep hand with her uh, motion with her hand like oh, she, was she gave, gave, you the, gave you the frenchman's wave she did she was giving she was like sweeping dandruff off of uh, an oh, imaginary no. person's shoulder and she was like move along that cuts so deep <laughs> and i said i said out loud i was like are you waving are you waving to me that i should come over and and kiss you goodbye or are you telling me to split <laughs> oh did you and want more hijinks honey <laughs> And she was like, let me do a little dance here. Hey, let me get every one of your got a piccolo? Can anybody here give me an animal? Give me an animal. I'm going to need a pizza topping. And she was like, hit the bricks, buddy. Yeah, that's rough. It was maybe the first time I'd really gotten the full, your services are no longer needed here. It hurts. It hurts so yeah. much. You know it's coming, but it hurts. Well, but then I, you know, I assuaged my pain by getting back on my personal landing craft like freaking <laughs> MacArthur <laughs> and saying, I shall return in one week to pick you up. And all the counselors applauded. And it was, and then I took a big bite of a spot prong. <laughs> there, there goes Boat and John. You know, I was loving it. I should have worn my King Neptune outfit. You that absolutely should. Well, thing. you're entitled. Yeah. 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 I, there there are right. no, there are no former. You know, Mike Squires's or, or or King's Neptune. That's right. We Neptune are for all, life. That's what your tattoo says. There are there there are still probably forty <laughs> living King Neptunes. Can that be true? No. no. I bet you the number of living King Neptunes is a knowable number. Mm. Oh yeah. I might have to go research that just to see exactly how. Has it been? Has it been around like, a long time? Well, yeah. I mean, I bet you there's twenty. I bet you there's 19, twenty living King Neptunes. Forty-eight or something. You think 20, 20 living King Neptunes? I mean, as a King Neptune, you probably live pretty hard. Uh, there's always the the you know the concerns about you know trident wounds. You are, I think, one hundred percent correct that 
not everyone survives being a t- being King Neptune. Yeah. Wait a minute, was was Meg Ryan in Top Gun? Uh, I think she was. I think of her as being in When Harry Met Sally. Wait, no, wait. What was, no, she Kelly, was. Kelly she McGillis? Was the she was. She Kelly McGillis was the star, but Meg Ryan was the wife of one of the other dudes. Oh, but no, like Tom, Tom Cat or Jazz Dog or one of those guys. Yeah. The reason Meg that Ryan, I Top wondered Kelly. is that another former King Neptune, Tom uh-huh. Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. Shut yeah. your mouth from like Mash, from Mash, and from uh, Alien. That's right. He's still alive, and he's uh, love that guy. He's, He's li- he's lived a lot. He's lived a he's commander. Lived a he's co- he's called Commander Mike something. It looks like he's in the dead zone. Look he's at that guy. The same age as my mom. Look at that. I'll be hornswoggled. I loved him in Mash. Yeah, although you know Mash very problematic. Oh, because of the nudity. Uh, no, it's rapey. Is it? Well, I mean, they made the, the shower fall down while Hot Lips was in it. That wasn't very nice. I, I watched it uh, again with the uh, the uh, dearly departed friendly fire podcast and the age difference between me and my younger cohort. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, uh, they did not, and in particular the youngest, uh, the the littlest midshipman, did not understand. Oh. I no, you know I totally I totally get that. You know, but like it's Robert Altman. There's a lot of yeah. talking. There's talking over talking. I like you know you know of course you know I'm I'm a stand from McLean Stevenson, but the guy whose name I know, who played, uh, the guy who played Colonel Blake in this, that guy, that character actor, mm-hmm. he was terrific. Yes. And you know, Radar played Radar, Gary Berghoff. He's the only one. He's the but only one. But it's very difficult. My friend Todd switch. and I, we could talk about MASH all day long. We'll talk about MASH, we'll talk about MASH DVDs, Laugh Track, No Laugh Track. We'll, we go deep on MASH, but like people just even a few years younger, they got no MASH. So they couldn't it's, overlook the shittiness of what happens to people in the movie. Also, let's let's be honest, match the book and match the movie and match the TV show. They, it was really a way of talking, as you know, as you know. Different John. mashes. Different it was a way mashes. of talking. Well, and also it was a way of talking about Vietnam without talking about Vietnam. I wonder. I wonder if you went. I mean, we have here. Here we have a, within our listenership, and I know we never address them directly. Nope. I know you don't like to talk <clears> very, about very rarely them mm-hmm. as they even exist. But but it's a test case, right? Who. Who, because I don't think I think you can love Mash, you can hate Mash, or never have heard of Mash. Oh, or, for sure, or have no awareness of Mash. And it'd be very interesting to see, you know, if everybody was given, uh, if everybody was given a, a matchstick or a marble or whatever, uh-huh. which pile they would put it in. Oh, interesting. You know, like love Mash, hate Mash, never heard of Mash. D- ditto for like, um, what movie do you most associate with Kevin Bacon? Set aside the memes from your personal experience. What is the movie? you most associate Kevin Bacon with. And that could be, you know, that could be uh, when he's a Nazi in the X-Men movie. It could be oh. Animal House. Mm. There's, a, there's, uh, a lot, there's a lot of movies, but there's, there are these sorts of tests that you could give to people. You know, another one I'm looking at him right here from, from the movie Top, Top Cruise. Tom Cruise from Top Cruise. Like, yeah, what do you Tom think Cruise. about? Yeah, like, do you think of Edge of Tomorrow? Do you think of Risky Bidness? You know, I could not see Kevin Bacon for decades without seeing, without imagining him going, "All is well." I know, I know. And I he's, don't think I have another movie. I mean, I know he was in other movies. He's been in a few movies. Hey, do you have a Bacon number? Do you know? Um, um. Oh, you know what? If I do have a Bacon number, I haven't revisited it recently. And the thing is that for the for the civilian bacon number, you need to just know something. It's not like an industry. It started as the industry bacon number, which is how many steps from any given actor to Kevin Bacon, right? 
And yeah, for a civilian, it's to... do you know somebody that's been in a movie with Kevin Bacon? Is that the idea? Yeah, well, but I don't think there is. I think there's either a Bacon number or there's not one because anybody can say, uh, oh, I know a guy who knows a guy. That's not a thing. Um, you have to have a – you have to – you have to – Interesting. To be in a movie that has somebody. I could I could boil it down to a handful of people. Obviously, somebody like John Hodgman comes to mind. Somebody who's been in lots of things, or like maybe maybe Rob Corddry. I bet there's people who are a, a scant leap away that that I have been familiar with. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a bacon number. You have a bacon number, and that means Kevin you know somebody who, who's been in a movie with Kevin Bacon. No, it means I was in a movie with somebody that was in a movie with Kevin Bacon. Ioni Sky. You cannot know, know that. Oh, wow. I hadn't even occurred to me. No, there is an actual website called the Oracle of Bacon. Yeah. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. This is one of the pre-memes from the, the, the Neolithic internet. Yeah, it's a, it's a pre-meme. Pre-meme. Um, but, but, uh, but, and see, this is the thing that I didn't realize it until I, I did an omnibus about this the other day, about, the, about Bacon numbers, Erdos numbers, Sabbath numbers. Ooh. And apparently I was in a movie. I, oh, oh, wait. Like, you mean like a flea Chuck Klosterman, sort of like the, the no way scene was blowing up. You could interview for a documentary type situation. Yeah, that's exactly right. There, what the hell documentary a, were you in? Why haven't I seen was, it? It's a documentary called Lennon or McCartney. Oh. And it was huh. just a, it was a, like a feature length film. Was of Chuck Klosterman in it? I bet Chuck Klosterman was in it. I'm sure he was. Uh, I bet. Fle- I bet Flea's in everything. Flea's I'm, even I in the fucking Spark. Flea's in the fucking Sparks movie. I bet uh, I bet Dave Grohl was in it too. Dave Grohl. But yeah. my connection to Kevin Bacon, uh, according to the Oracle of Bacon, is through Rob Zombie. Oh, more human than human. Yeah, the the closest Oracle connection was uh, Bacon. Rob Zombie was in Lennon or McCartney with me, and then he was in a movie called Super with Kevin Bacon. So I have a Bacon number of two, a very low Bacon number. That's a low Bacon number. Yeah, I always make all the uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, I don't think I'm in here. I'm not in. A, I was in a documentary once, but no. What was it about? Was it about? What I? Oh, you don't want to know. I um. I um. What was I going to say to you, Chili? It doesn't matter. But I agree with you. So I've I've been doing a thing where I do a, sort of a turbocharged mac and cheese, where I'll, I'll like. On. No, it's the worst, cheatiest kind of mac and cheese. I bought on a lark. I bought some uh, Costco mac and cheese because I'd also gotten some Costco meats. Tell me about that because I see it and I I look at it when yeah. I'm at Costco. I go, look, it's right there. It's a bit. It looks and, like a big it's thing. Not, it's huge. It's not that costly. So what I do is first of all, just just as a way of getting to this, is that I get Costco meats, and then what I yep. do is I get them. I get the big ones. I'll get like a big like a fillet like loin, and then well, I'll no, cut wait, it. No, I'm what? sorry go to ahead, interrupt please, you, but you there. I have, you there. I have to know. Yes. Do you ever get the prime beef? Sometimes. It's I think, a very expensive Well, investment. but the prime you get from Costco, I don't know, man. It's like, quote, unquote, Wagyu. Right I don't know. The choice is mostly fine. I'm going to sous vide it. Sous vide is so forgiving. Uh, anyway, so I, I, I portion all those up into food saver bags and then suck all the air out and I freeze them in portion sizes. Yeah. I, John, I don't have time to get to all my notes from today that I've already just notes on what you've said today. Okay. One thing in passing, let me just say. If you're anybody but you, yeah. uh, if you're not somebody who's naturally drawn to leftovers, can I just say, don't put anything into the fridge in, in, unless you have a John who will come in and like some character from Dune just like hoover up all the leftovers. Uh-huh, it needs uh-huh. to be put into a desirable package and there must be a plan. 
right? So like if you're if you're going around with a friend of the show, John Sercuso, about this, like if you're going to spend the 20 cents for a I get nice bags, if you're going to put that in there, have a plan. So what I'll do is I'll like arrange a plate. Like a Thanksgiving leftover type plate. Oh, I don't want. You, you I don't want to see keep them separate. Keep well, them separated. keep them separated. I don't want to see. Here's what I don't want, John. What I do, and this is this is an old analogy from from my my former days. Is like don't put compost in your crisper. You can write that down. Don't put compost in your crisper. Don't, don't put, put compost. as soon as you put anything that you don't value into that giant area in the middle of the fridge. Now you're just making a pile of garbage for which you pay rent to store. There has to be a plan. So the plan is, okay, you've saved half of a, a chicken thigh, and I love a chicken thigh. It's arguably my favorite piece. I'm not going to wake up the next day and go, I want half a chicken thigh. What's your plan, madam? What is the plan for this? So what I, if we got leftover rice, okay, maybe I'm going to make fried rice the next day because you got to use Dale rice, or yeah. I'll freeze it in a food saver bag, and then my kid can have a tasty treat in two minutes. There has You'll to be a plan. You'll put it in a food saver bag, and your kid will have a tasty treat. My kid loves just sometimes to have some rice. Sometimes the meal can be undone because there's the the wrong kind of rice. My daughter's having a salmon phase. We had salmon the other night, but she only wanted, she didn't want teriyaki salmon unless it was with white rice. She didn't want regular salmon. If it was regular salmon, she'd like a wild rice. And I feel very much the same way. Right, right, right. I get but it. otherwise, but the thing is, are you just going to save like a big, like, a big, like, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a mastiff's head of, of white rice for no reason? Mm. Who is that for? That's, that's all I just want to say about that. You can disagree, but I'm just saying in my household, in this economy, you need to have sure. a plan. Also, any leftovers. This is this is a new this is a new technology. It's already a game changer. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, it's really easy to overthink this. My overthinking of this is I try to label things clearly, even if it's obvious what it is. Never trust your brain. Don't use your brain for an alarm clock. Don't use your brain for a whiteboard. If don't you put, trust your brain. Don't trust okay. your brain. You think okay. you're going to remember things, but you're not going to remember things, and why the hell would you? If you just frozen some lovely Costco filet mignon, right filet mignon, and then, you know, just put 7 slash 21. That way I know it's from July. If it's four years from now, I may not want that, although I should have eaten it. Okay. Wait, you're you're dating your food. You're going to that trouble. You are... Well, let me give you a real practical example. Okay, Sometimes okay. when I do sous vide some of these things, and that's the hot water bath, you, you cook it up good. All right. Well, let's, see, let's even say there's leftover. Cook okay. it up good. Ready for uh -huh. this? You ready for this? Let's uh -huh. say you got a leftover half of a chicken thigh and like yeah. some kind of goddamn monster you want to save it. Okay. Let me ask exactly one thing of you. When you put it into the, the bag, I don't know if it's always 20 cents, but you put it into the bag. Can I ask you to do this? Write the current day of the week on the bag. Oh, okay. If you put that in there, I want you to write Sunday on there. Okay. And I want, I want, can you just sit with that for a second? What does that mean? That means if it is Saturday. Yeah. If it's Saturday. Or if it's you, Sunday and you don't remember. Uh huh. Didn't do it today. It's exactly right. What that means is, like, if first of all, first time you pick that up, you go and it's like fucking Wednesday, you're going to be like, holy shit, this has been in here since Sunday. Yeah. And if you're not going to eat it, then throw it away. You never should have saved it. You never oh. should have saved it. But if you're going to eat it, now you know that, and as, as you've you've gotten to the, the hack inside the hack, which is if it's a if you don't know what Sunday it's from, it's too many Sundays ago. Too many Sundays out of Goshen. Uh -huh. Saved it. Learn from this, and this is also what we can learn about meetings. If your meetings are always running long, it means you either you're, you're, you're scheduling poorly, you're planning badly. If your meetings run too long, learn from that. If you constantly run into leftovers and you don't know what week it's from. Learn from that. That's what I'm saying. But what I do is, a la the chili, my angle is, so I made this dressed up Costco mac and cheese. So I, I yeah, get there yeah, regular how'd you, dress old, it? How, how'd you dress it up? Well, what I'll do sometimes is, like, you know, we're not really like a craft dinner family. 
I mean, oh, you're we'll not. eat it. Well, you know, there's like a plate, local place that actually serves that as their mac and cheese, which I think is kind of inexcusable. I mean, it's uh-huh. good as a dorm food, you know? Yeah. And as you know, I'm a high-end ramen guy. I can go on all day about high-end ramen. But, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but I get the, uh, the, so I got the meat and the beef is coming. The beef is coming. And so I said, you know what? Also throw in one of those giant tubs of mac and cheese. So here's what I do is, and they say they have a very strange instruction on them in very tiny writing. And the the instruction is something like cook it for 40 to 90 minutes until it's 160. But what I do is I do, I I cook it for a while to like reheat it. And then I add, because it's already got cheese in it and it's got a little bit of grated kind of shitty cheddar on top. What Uh I do is then on top of that, then I augment that. With, okay, uh, okay, okay. I, I grind some salt, I grind some pepper, I put that on top. Then I put sure. I put a, a metric shit ton of extra sharp cheddar on top. Yep, yep. And yep, then yep, I do yep, a yep, sprinkle, yep, 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 yep. I do a sprinkle of progresso and I do a sprinkle of panko. I put some breadcrumbs on top, cook it on the top rack okay. for fifty. And okay. when that's done, you don't even need to put it in the broiler. So our heat comes from the bottom because we live in a hovel. Yeah, our heat comes from the bottom. But it's going to reflect off the top. Boing, boing, it's a bank shot. Heat comes down. Now you've got melty and you got crunch because it's got two kinds of breadcrumbs on there. It's always two kinds of breadcrumbs with me. And now you've got a delicious treat. When it's done, you let it, you let it set, not sit, like we say in the mm. South. You let it set for a while. And guess set. what? Now you can cut that up like a lasagna. And now I will spend a bag on that because guess what? Now there's a portion size. A quarter of this or an eighth of this pan of mac and cheese is, is now a food that people can eat. And then I write Sunday on it. And then when but I reheat now, it, I'll throw in with other leftovers because guess what? Anything can be a chili. Are people in New York going to tell you that that's not a macaroni and cheese, but it's a lasagna? Oh, is right. It, like is this like one of those New York a burrito, a hot dog? Yeah, where they're like, nah, that's not a... Oh, right, you, we can't get the same hey, water. Hey, hey, that's crazy. You don't want that. Hey, you want not, uh, macaroni you and cheese. Want, uh, you can only get it from one place. You up want in authentic primary Joe's, too. You know, the one over on the avenue somewhere. See, I dress up everything this way that you're talking about. Like a DiGiorno's pizza? A DiGiorno's pizza is just... It's John, every one of those boxes on the front. canvas. It's got phony baloney stuff on the front. It's got a plate, and it's got cilantro, and it says serving suggestion. John... Everything is a serving suggestion. Thank you. Thank you. It's everything. It's like, you know, do you just buy a canvas and hang it on the wall? You could, but like you could also turn it into a chili because even a canvas could be a chili. You had the right stuff in. I know know somebody that has (sighs) just a blank canvas hanging on the wall and it looks great. No, wait, let me do this. I can do this. Uh, Jason Finn. No, his canvases are all covered with paint by crazy people. (laughs) Although we don't say crazy anymore. We say... No, 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 no. Artists. Col- color- colorful uh, hobos. Artists. Artists. No, you've, you've got to be really, you've got to be really good to put a blank canvas on your wall and have it be meaningful and not just look like a blank canvas. But, but I, but I know one artist that yeah. can do it. Yeah. Marcel Duchamp called. He wants his 1920s back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. How's Jason doing? Is Jason good? This is not a pipe. No. I you want to see a pipe? That, this is a pipe. Ha, <laughs> ha, 